The Recovery of Charlie Pickle. A Piece of Dust. A Piece of Dust. October, mid-month, 1998. Wednesday morning. The dull clicking of data. Wherever this data might go, there's no telling. It's not your job to know. It's not your job to know where it goes or why, or why you're typing it. Just type what you see. It's a job, Charlie. Just do what's asked. Don't complain. Maybe make a little money. It's a job. A bit after the morning check-in, Charlie is an hour or so into his day, and he's not hating it. He's just made a refreshed cup of instant coffee, the white and brown powdered cocktail that he privately loves. And he has a stack of spreadsheets. He's getting his work done pretty quickly. He likes being at home and he likes being alone. He even kind of likes doing this mundane task. It is an easy job and he knows it. Of course, the more he explores the reality of what a job is, particularly being paid for one or being paid more for one of these things over something that feels good or personally satisfying, that this is more commodified and more valued in life to enter numbers into spreadsheets from printouts versus perhaps pursuing a life of purpose and receiving often tens of thousands of dollars more every year for entering numbers into spreadsheets from printouts versus doing something that would add value to his life and give him a sense of purpose. The more the idea of jobs and money and being paid for something over doing something else seems more unreal. And that such mundane tasks are connected to survival. That this world requires adopting mundane tasks in exchange for huge sums of money to survive. That attempting to find happiness through your own goals and your own desires will never create these tens of thousands of dollars that seem to materialize almost instantly when you accept taking the job that includes entering spreadsheet information from printouts onto the screen. Take Charlie's job. It's October 1998, and he's paid $27,000 annually, which is a decent salary. Somehow, this money to pay Charlie exists. There is a large barrel of money that is not there for his own endeavors, but does exist for him to enter in details in spreadsheets onto a screen. Never knows where the spreadsheets go, not his job to know. He accepts his job and receives this income, but it's a trade-off in experience, almost a spiritual trade-off. Takes away his day and his purpose and his ideas. If he is to find value in these days, he will have to wrap itself around the burden of this job and its mind share. 
all the best energy of his day is lost to this task. And all of us need this money to survive. The explanation for how salaries exist, salaries exist, exist. That once you receive a salary, you are almost transformed permanently into receiving salaries for the rest of your life in other jobs. There's very little going back once you enter into salary mind. And that any one building with an average salary of say $50,000 for an employee, or in Charlie's example, let's say $25,000 for an employee, means that a room of 40 of them, a very common occurrence of 40 employees on one floor, represent a million dollars in collective money being spent to keep just 40 people alive. And to do what? And really, from whom? If you compare that to making the same amount of money on your own doing something you love, or more realistically, barely making $100 on something you do for yourself, is baffling. It doesn't exist in most instances. The riddle, how can jobs and salaries exist, is answered with, well, they do. It's not something Charlie would like to do for the rest of his life. Of course, this job has to be temporary. Heaven forbid he ends up someone like Harland or Bob up in management controlling others. But today, just putting the spreadsheet info in with a cup of instant coffee and some privacy, it's a good enough gig.